0: Welcome, I'm Nick. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to No Credit Continue, your podcast home for, what are we talking about? Freeware and free-to-play games. Games.
1: This week, we're talking about Card Hunter. You know, I just realized you don't really, like, hunt anything in that game. I mean, maybe you're on the hunt for treasure and riches? Okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense. You're chasing the dragon
0: for that next level?
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You're riding white ponies into battle? I think I'm losing this metaphor. Well, there are a lot of monkeys, and they try to get on your back, and they steal your stuff, so... Because they're jerks. There's they're a jerks. lot... There's... Ornithopters? Ornithopters.
0: They like John Fire, because they're jerks. There's a lot of jerks in this game.
1: There's a lot of jerks in this game. Um... Well... Right, let's <laughs> step, step back.
0: Let's step back a little bit. <laughs> uh, For the listeners at home, this is the first time we're recording this face-to-face in the same room, so, uh you let us know how that
1: goes on your end his face it's just so funny
0: it's so big have you noticed that so big yeah anyway (laughs) uh card hunter is a free-to-play web-based so would this count as a dungeon crawler um or is it no it's more like a tactics game
1: yeah it's definitely more of a tactics game because you're each each thing is its own kind of scenario and it's basically trying to be just like a Dungeons &
0: Dragons style, like, combat scenario. Yes, definitely. Um, but the sort of titular hook of the game is
1: it's card-based. Yes. You have various equipment you give your, your party or whatever, and that just actually just adds cards to your deck. And you so uh, every turn you draw a hand, and you've got movement cards... Uh, armor cards to reduce damage, uh, block cards to block damage, and, of course, attack cards, which come in a variety of flavors. Which, armor cards are weird, because most of them are, like, automatically
0: activated, but then you need to pass a die roll to see if they, like, actually do what they're supposed to do. Um, like, the check is activated automatically, that doesn't mean that they will work. Uh... They do, in order to make sure that you're not just left
1: stagnant on a given turn, you always draw a movement card. Yep, and the movement card is dependent on your race. So, like, uh... Well, your race and then your equipment. Because, like, so if you're a dwarf, dwarves have the sort of shortest
0: movement Mm -hmm. card by default. But then if you get speedy boost, you can still get a super big run. Yeah, but
1: the the free movement you get every turn... You're, the guaranteed movement you get at each turn is always the racial one. It is
0: always the racial yeah. one. Okay,
1: I, I yeah. wanted to check that I didn't get to see. Yeah. Um But yeah, like I did give my dwarf sprint, so he was running all over the map, which was fun. Yeah. Um. And there's only three classes.
0: It was three races and three classes. Three races
1: and three classes. Yep.
0: So you have your uh you have a warrior, which is sort of just a lot of general melee attacks and a lot of health. You have your spellcaster who is distant range damage and like no health and then you have basically a healer assist character.
1: Yeah, a um, cleric who does actually I gave him mine a lot of unholy magic so you could do that too, which is like drain life. Really? Yeah, which is really nice cuz like I do damage to you and I heal life. Yeah. Um which is funny cuz I never got past the part where he just there's
0: a certain axe that's only for clerics yep. that you give it to them and they get it gives them one attack and two misguided surgery cards, which first do damage and (laughs) then heal to a friendly unit.
1: I actually won a scenario by using that on one of the the last enemy. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because it deals damage first. Yeah, because it (laughs) deals damage first and it killed them. That's pretty great, actually. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
0: Um, And now we say that those are the classes and the races, but you could actually like sort of just go, you get three characters, and you could actually all go the same one. Yeah. Um, in fact, this game has a multiplayer component, which is kind of nice, where up to three people can go co-op into a dungeon, each bringing one character. And when we did that, we both brought Sorcerers.
1: Yes. So, if you do this, you definitely want to do it with three people. Uh, because especially as the game gets harder, you really want a full three-person party for some of those scenarios. Yeah.
0: And also, it has versus modes. Which I'm not sure if that's going to be like one versus one, all three of your party, or if you could do that like three on three, because that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I
1: haven't tested that. That would actually be really cool.
0: But also, the this is an RPG, so like the level progression and just sort of like the power growth as you level is kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Um, you are higher level by maybe like triple than I am.
1: Um. Yeah. I've, yeah. I'm at level eighteen, I think, at, at this point. <laughs> Um, it, well, the progression is really nice, because, uh, when you level up, it doesn't really do much for you, in that, like, it gives you an extra hit point, um, uh, and uh, uh, eventually, and occasionally it gives you another equipment point, which is the...
0: Which is kind of a big deal, because that yeah. gives you more cards. It,
1: it li- which, it limits, so certain equipment have different, like, most, most common equipment don't have any price, you could always just equip them. Um, higher level equipment have, like, little blue equipment orbs, and so you have to have a certain number of those orbs to be able to equip that. And it does, it, it really does a good job of, like, balancing out your character. Um, yeah, and, like, the different equipment
0: slots, each slot will, like, generally give specific types of cards to you, so, like, there's an armor slot, which will give you different sort of blocks and passive armors, or there's... Sometimes there are things where it's like, here's two armors, but then also an extra move because of whatever kind of armor this is. Yep. But the, uh, so basically, like, o- opening another slot of a type you already have can actually be pretty powerful. Have you gotten to a point where it stopped opening new slots? Because, like, I think I'm at. Yes, I meant, yes, no,
1: I, 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 uh. That's probably by, like, level 10, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't that far in. Um, and then it just started adding, like, the equipment points and stuff. Yeah. Um, but,
0: like, getting up there and just, like, replacing the items you have with. So that's actually one of the things that I really like about this game is the idea of the, the way that you're making loadouts for a character. Because anytime you're upgrading equipment, you're not just adding to your character, you're making choices about what he's going to be capable of yeah. during during this, this uh, session, during this scene.
1: Yeah, and actually it, it does become, uh, especially so like if you play, play a scenario for the first time and then you get trounced, uh, because it turns out you're fighting a bunch of skeletons who are immune to piercing or whatever damage, and you had equipped your entire party with spears.
0: Because you just came <laughs> off of the one where you're fighting a whole bunch of iron golems who are, like, nothing but armor cards.
1: Yeah, and so you wanted penetrating. Um, so... You, you One, after you, you know, if you die from that, then you have a chance to reload. You, you, you have an entire... all You keep all of your equipment... Uh In a big box, and so you could just change their equipment uh between battles and then change them back afterwards to whatever meets your fancy,
0: but yeah, it's just this idea that for as much as level progression gives you access to a larger deck and more powerful uh equipment types or more powerful equipment pieces it it's still even at those levels, it comes down to this idea of you need to sort of anticipate a given situation. Uh, Because otherwise, you will be left high and dry more by choice. Uh, And that is another thing to mention. Um, Even though it is card-based and your available actions are based on what you draw, it does a pretty good job of not constantly leaving you in just like a, well, I need to do this and I can't situation.
1: Yeah, you generally... There have been occasions where, uh, especially ones I got such a huge deck... Yeah. Um, that, like, I only drew, uh, block, or armor cards during a turn, and so I couldn't attack, which was sometimes very disappointing, but that doesn't really happen that often, and it doesn't really detriment you, it just means that you'll be defensive that turn, and then just attack the next turn. Yeah,
0: because cause the way that they refill your hand is, worked really well for the, uh, for the system as well. Every character has their own hand, um, and... Basically, you play until you can't, and then as soon as both sort of controlling players pass, everyone dr- then draws a new hand. So, like, everyone is sort of constantly playing down, and you can play down one unit at a time in whatever whatever order you want. So, But it, it's not like, you know, you'll get lost at the start of a turn, and then the other guy will beat on you forever.
1: Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of tactics, which I really enjoy, uh, both in... The way the levels are set up, which I really like, because you get different terrain that may block movement or line of sight, um, and you can use that to your advantage. Um, Occasionally, levels are not just defeat the entire other party, it's you have to to hold certain squares um, for certain lengths of time to win, which is nice. And there is a lot of sort of status effects, both for units and tiles. Which,
0: actually, looking at it, it's one of the reasons why, even though this is uh, ostensibly a card game, it really wouldn't work as a physical game. Just keeping track of, like, here, this, you know, you play one card, but it gives a status effect that connects it to two other units for two turns, and just, like, yeah, unless you're just sitting there with, like, a whole bunch of tokens just touching the bases of of miniatures or something on a table. Yeah, because
1: it... it, the. And the aesthetic is really nice in that way cuz you've got like the paper board or whatever and you can actually see like the GM's notebook and a couple dice or whatever on the corner um and uh the 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 all the players and monsters are are basically the like cardboard cutouts on stands
0: which you know what I'm a fan of like animated 3D models but it's cute looking
1: it really is i really like
0: it And also, the game is just so fun that, like, it kind of doesn't matter what they put on it. And also, you can buy, like, pure uh, cosmetic changes for your characters using the the real money currency. Uh, So, like, you can get a dwarf with a space gun Yep. if you want to be your your sorcerer. And it's like, all right, (laughs) that's cool. Uh,
1: Yes, because there are microtransactions. Um, I've finished the campaign. Oh, you did? Yeah, I unlocked the Sky Citadel in which... The GM has re- been replaced by a robot GM. Oh, re- okay. Yeah, with four gigs of RAM. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, ha- I haven't really gotten it there. And so I've, I've gotten that far and I've literally bought nothing. In fact, I even stopped using the in game currency because you get, you can find treasure that you could sell and eventually you could sell your items to. And then there's shops that mm. you could like buy specific equipment on. I haven't actually done that. Huh. I've, I've just, subsisted entirely on... Just the equipment drops you're getting? Yeah, just the equipment I get at the end of each scenario or whatever.
0: So they do have, like, um uh, on the, the topic of their cash money system, they do have, like, a VIP membership, which basically it gives you extra drops at the end of every yep. battle, and then it does something else?
1: Uh, th- I think that also unlocks the uh, extra treasure dungeons, um, oh, yeah, okay, I think yeah, there are of 11 of those. Um, and
0: I think if you do that, it gives you
1: access to
0: the other campaign or campaigns. I don't know if they have more than the one computer extra. Work. Yeah, I'm not
1: sure at um, this point. I'm, I mean, I'm going to keep playing until it stops. Yeah, but I, I think if you go VIP,
0: you get access to those immediately and don't have to finish the main yeah. campaign.
1: So it's really nothing necessary, but it's 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 fine. It's fairly cheap anyway, if you want to get that cool and, extra loot.
0: And also, while they're tutorializing you, they give you, like, a ton of the the real money currency. So, like, yeah. I could go and buy, like, a bunch of things right away. Like, they give you enough to get, like, what, a couple of days of the VIP membership or something?
1: Yeah, to, well, because when they introduce the each at shop as they show up that are real money currency, they give you enough... To buy something out of it. To buy something out of it. So, like, when they introduce the... Um, uh the, like, alternate art for your character shop or whatever, Um, they give you enough that you could buy one, which Mm. is cool. So we've been talking a lot about sort of the
0: nitty-gritty systems, which is definitely why I like it, because it's, like, just as a tactics game, I think this is really fun and, like, a little more casual because there are... You are limited to what your options at a given moment are by the cards, but it's always varied and you still make tactical decisions. But there's... Oh quite a bit of story in yeah, this
1: game. And I like it because it's not like in the way or anything and it's only told in a couple lines uh like per scenario. Cause basically you're you are play, you are a person, you're at some your friend's house playing this game, uh Card Hunter, and um and so like his name is Gary. Uh he's got an older brother named Melvin who's very old school and super into strict rules and stuff. And of course, Gary has a crush on the pizza delivery girl who occasionally shows up. Um, which is this great, cause occasionally you order pizza and it's this great, uh, like, like pizza Chinese food fusion store. So they get like low main pizza at one point. I, I still say
0: I would take a crack at that. I don't know <laughs> if
1: it'd be good, but I'd take a crack at it. Uh, and it's really cute. And like, it, it, the story actually gets, um, The the stakes are made because at one point, um, yeah, you're, you're playing the game in order to like win a ticket so that they can go to the, the, uh, um, gaming convention convention and play Card Hunter there. And so this is, it's it's this nice thing that's definitely not like necessary, but it really adds to the ambience and of this just being a fun tabletop game you're playing at your friend's house. Yeah. I like it because
0: it puts so much focus on that meta layer of like the players playing the game that you're playing. What? But I I don't know. Have you, have you sensed that there's anything really? Because I skip all of the text. I just want (laughs) to, I just want to shoot the big zap. Yep. Um, how much sort of like consistency is there to the like game fiction layer like cuz like you're going into like wizard towers and fighting like <laughs> orc convoys and and lizard men, it's, it's shamans like is there actually like story and characters? Yes, character no there? there's
1: the, it, it, in the actual game that you're playing there is actually the there's um Like like story. every battle has a like every, a paragraph or two Yeah, cuz they written and there. it's really cool cuz they've got like the 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 way it's designed is when you look at the battle it's very much um old school like AD&D, um, like adventure modules, kind of thing. It's got that same. I can't even describe the style, but of of the pictures, and it gives you story. Like there at one point, you're you're trying to. um All the gnomes go crazy, and so you're <laughs> trying to figure out why they did that. And so you go deep into gnome territory, and it turns out they're being controlled by a giant mushroom. And so you have to defeat the giant mushroom. And there's different av- adventures, and like the biggest campaign is the but, so, some evil dragon is releasing uh uh opening demon portals all over so you have to go over and find all the demon portals and they're they're each their own like scenario and then you have to go to, in order to find the dragon you have to go uh save this baron's wife by finding a uh oak tree person and ripping out his heart um and so, so you know, regular convoluted tabletop. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it. And it's kind of there's kind of funny stuff. And it, it's it part part of the story that they give to like some of the comments they give indicate that there is definitely more. Uh, this this fictional game card hunter does actually involve a bit more than how we're the much we're playing. Like they'll mention things like making uh a surprise attack. Like you rolled a one, and so you were instantly surprised by the party. Of flying monkeys who drop out of the trees um
0: yeah like none of that comes into play it's just sort of set up for whatever battle scenario
1: you're put into yeah basically like the, the
0: battles are always straightforward and there's no role playing outside of just move here shoot him with whatever
1: and it, it's very classic you know they spend a while trying to figure out what to do with the 10-foot pole and worry <laughs> worry wor- wor- wor about rations <laughs> Hey, like, do we, What's the difference between regular rations and iron rations? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's cool that so it, there's a, a couple of
0: layers to appreciate it on. And I still like the way that he sort of like mechanically tell a story. You know, like I said before, with the axe that is both a damaging and healing card. Yes. <laughs> um, but even, like, so, you know, if you have specifically armored boots, those are boots that will give you, like, normally it might, uh, boots might just give you movement, but they're armored boots, so you give up some of that movement but get more armor cards out of it. And, like, I think they do some clever things with that. And th- there's a couple of them. Um, one of the slots that you eventually open up is basically, like, um,
1: kind of like a martial style. The Oh, the yeah, because there's, there's a class item slot a specific class item slot and a specific race uh, slot, too. Oh, I, oh, I haven't... Seen yeah, that. like, the human gets a lot of... Uh, I don't remember the human gets... But... but the, t- like, the elf gets specific a specific slot and the where elf maneuvers, and they get kind of elf maneuvers. <laughs> elf maneuvers. maneuvers. Yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, one of the cards is literally Elvish Maneuvers. That's really good. Um, and, like, when you're hit, you get to draw cards until you draw a movement card mm. and huh. stuff like that, which is cool.
0: But but the one that I'm thinking of is was one for the sorcerer, and it's, like, overwhelming power. So it's two really powerful cards, but then one that is called Arcane Feedback, where it's just, like, if you draw this card uh, if you do not have another enemy in range, it just hits you for a lot of damage.
1: There's, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, There's sometimes if you pick a pat weapon that's too powerful, it comes with a detrimental card, but that reminds me of, um, another type of card you have are, um, like, traits, and if you draw them, you immediately have to play them, but you, you play them for free, so it's not your turn, um, and they could be, generally they're good cards, and they'll do things like, for three turns, you get, uh extra two armor or uh, for, uh like, or you get like extra damage to your fire spells um and stuff like that and one of the major things of fighting enemies in this scenario is they have those too but they're usually like detr- detrimental things so um so, like,
0: there's Clumsy where they just reveal their hand to you and you get to see what cards they have left.
1: Yeah, and like one of the ones was for the tree folk was they would had Combustible. And so when they had this card, they had to play it on themselves and they took extra fire damage and stuff like that.
0: Which is neat and weird because they're sort of reflecting sort of, you know, uh, uh, like race traits, like natural traits about them. Inherent yeah. traits is the word I'm looking for. Mm. But at the same time, I can't tell if it's guaranteed whether some of them appear in your opening hand. But it's it's as, not. It's possible that they don't, which means something like a tree being combustible may not come mechanically into effect for a turn or two.
1: Yep, he's only <laughs> and he's only combustible for two turns, and then he's fine.
0: So like he only remembers that he's he's only combustible when he remembers that he's combustible. But <laughs> at the same time, I like that. Like, but the the way that they sort of like they're very clever in their narrative explanations for some of like the cards and abilities yeah. and, and the way that the cards work. And I really I think they're really clever. I really like the the way that they handle those.
1: Yeah, I really like, I really enjoy this game. And I it's totally something that I, I would actually have bought. Like if I yeah. saw this on Steam and I heard what I heard and before the,
0: that. The the way I originally found this game was there was a game on Steam that was a card based dungeon crawler roguelike thing. But then when I looked at it, every review just like the reviews were mostly negative because every single one just said like like this ain't great. By the way, there's also a thing called Card Hunter that's better and free. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, um and it's actually been totally dope so far.
1: Yeah, and I think they're still and they're still like develop they're still like releasing stuff for it, I think. Um so oh what so there, there are special bonus dungeons where you don't play as your party, you play in specific scenario with specific characters, like, um, one of them was you played as a party, which was a magic animated hammer, um, like a golem and something else, another one you play as a rust monster, um, (laughs) and I couldn't actually tell if these were community made, or in-game community made, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, see what I mean? Yeah,
0: because I think there is some sort of editor, somewhere for this. I would definitely
1: like to play with that cuz you could do a lot of things with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: so I think I think there is like community-made stuff out there to play with. Um by the real community, not the fictional community. <laughs> oh, I love Metacraft. <laughs> oh, I love Metagross. He's a great Pokemon. Oh, Metagross. Um But yeah, so and, and especially I want to play more of that multiplayer like like Yes, definitely. Like, like if if we played more of that together, I would be playing so much more of it. Also, if I had the time to do that. Uh, but we have Minecraft to play, so we can spend time on that. What? Oh, no. Um, it's back. <laughs> but, yeah, this game, like, if you're in a mood for a sort of... I, I don't want to say, like, it feels sort of casual. Because, like I said, like, there's not a lot that you have to remember for a given moment. Yeah. But if you want a tactics-based, uh, like, a, a tactics game that's loadout heavy but with a lot of campaign and a surprising amount of sort of narrative content this game is fantastic. It's
1: such delicious flavor too.
0: It's pizza is your real cash money currency. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, pizza that that's nerd shit. Yeah. This game, it knows what nerd shit <laughs> is.
1: It really does. It's
0: just like they when they sh- when you go to buy new like character cutouts, like paper stand-ups or whatever you call them. Like, they're in the little, like, bubble boxes Yeah. like, action figures come in. It's like, (laughs) all right, that's that's neat. That's a
1: nice touch. It really is. Um, Um, I think that's all to say, probably. I think that's all to say. Well, there's much more to say, but that's all we're going to say.
0: Right. Uh, I will put a link to this game's homepage on... In the show notes on our site, our site is found at alikustudios.net slash podcast slash NCC, which, man, I really should get shorter URLs for these things.
1: Yeah, probably. I'll
0: figure that out at some point. Um, If you would like to send us feedback, tell us what you think. Tell us anything that you think we should talk about on the show. You can send us an email, podcast at alikustudios.net. That's O-L-E-E-T-K-U. You can find us on Twitter, at Aliku. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Aliku is where our uh, Facebook page is. Whoo! You can, uh, you're listening to this show, No Credit Continue. Aliku Studios also does uh, Orbiting the Ghost Planet, which is our podcast uh, rewatch of Space Coast, Coast to Coast. Coast. Uh, I think the last episode we did was we talked about 1994's The Mask starring Jim Carrey. Fantastic. Uh, there's a reason for that. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. And we're about to start in on season two as soon as we uh, feel like it. Uh, and we also do Late Night guide in which is where me and Ryan just talk about stuff that's been going on. If you want to hear a lot of, like, general game talk instead of specific game review type thing that's where you want to go uh and if you want to find any or all of these shows you can go to itunes uh you can just search for Eliteku o-l-e-e-t-k-u and you're gonna find all of them up there including the feed that just has all of them so that you have an episode listened to every sunday when we put these out except for this episode it's going to be like two days late sorry about that uh while you're on iTunes getting our shows, if you want to uh, leave us uh, ratings, reviews, say whether you liked it, say whether, you know, you thought that there was something that we can prove. Hey, we're open to feedback and anything that you want to say about us that helps us out, it lets people know that we're out there, it puts us in the mind share of the culture. Hey, I like that phrase.
1: I do. Well, that entire thing was unrehearsed and beautiful. I, I You did good. See,
0: it sounds unrehearsed. <laughs> But there's at least one show where I have to say this kind of every week in a really broken down way. And (laughs) I realize I never actually canned the outro for this one. So the part where I say that in the last few episodes has been weird. So you just haven't heard me say it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, until I can it properly, uh, I shall say it like this. Okay, uh, so that's going to do it for us. Andrew, thank you for joining me once again. Always a pleasure. Uh, And until uh, next time you hear from us. Uh, we're going to remind you to give credit credit is 25 cents per play